In the name of Jesus, amen. Everyone is getting ready for Jesus to die. Jesus knows that the time is close. He said to his disciples, you know that after two days, the Passover is coming. The Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. And so everyone's getting ready for Jesus to die. The chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of Caiaphas, the high priest, and plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and to kill him. Though they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. For they had seen the crowds on Palm Sunday cheering Jesus as king. They would need some way to get to Jesus without alerting those crowds. But their problem will be solved, for everyone is getting ready for Jesus to die. When Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of a very expensive ointment, and she pours it on his head, anointing him. And Jesus says, in pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for my burial. Truly I say to you, Jesus says, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. This woman also was getting ready for Jesus to die. And so was Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve. He went to the chief priests and gave them the solution to their problem. He said, what will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment, Judas sought an opportunity to betray Jesus. Let that sink in for a moment that in these final days of Holy Week, as they come to this Holy Supper that Jesus eats with his disciples, one of his own friends, his closest disciples, one of them is seeking to betray him. For 30 pieces of silver, Judas was getting ready for Jesus to die. So everyone is getting ready for Jesus to die, and that includes even Jesus himself. He knows that his time is at hand, and so... As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Everyone is getting ready for Jesus to die. Some plot to kill him, one anoints him for his burial, another seeks to betray him. And Jesus, Jesus eats the Passover with his disciples, offering them his body and his blood of the covenant, poured out for many, for them, for the forgiveness of sins. Everyone is getting ready for Jesus to die, and Jesus is getting ready for his death to be our life. And that then shapes how it is that we celebrate Lent. It is, of course, on one level that as we are in this Lenten season, we too are getting ready for Jesus to die. You know what comes after these 40 days, how we get to Holy Week, how you go from the entrance into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday to the upper room and the Last Supper, and then, yes, when Judas betrays Jesus in the garden, when Jesus is led 
first to the palace of Caiaphas, and then on to Pilate, when he is crucified, died, and is buried. We know that through all of this, we are getting ready for Holy Week, for Holy Thursday, for Good Friday. We're getting ready for Jesus to die. And yet we know that it is more than that, because we know, by God's grace, what it means, what the meaning is of Jesus' death what it means that he's going to die, not just die, but die for you and for me, for our rescue from sin and death. And that just as he promised that on the third day, he rises from the dead. Now, of course, as we're going through this Lenten season, it's not that we're waiting for something that hasn't happened yet, but rather this Lenten season is a season of repentance. It is a wake-up call that while Jesus has come, and he has died, and he has risen, that we, well, we end up living our lives as if he hasn't, as if he hasn't died for our sins, as if they, in fact, the sins of the world still rule over us, as if death has the final say, as if Christ is not risen. And so this season of Lent is for us to get ready for Jesus who died, for us, and then rises on the third day. Because without repentance, without care for our attention, we drift away to any number of other things. We forget what really matters, that Jesus died and that he rose from the dead. And the things that our attention drifts to aren't necessarily bad things. They may be very good things. And yet, when our attention goes to them, we lose sight of what really matters the death of Jesus. This temptation, in fact, this danger was present already in our reading. Everyone, I said, was getting ready for Jesus to die. Jesus' enemies were getting ready. The woman that anointed him was getting ready. Jesus was getting ready. Judas was getting ready. But you might have noticed that in the middle of the reading, Jesus' disciples, they got sidetracked. When the woman anointed Jesus with the ointment, the disciples saw it. They were indignant. Why this waste, they asked, for this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. The woman was preparing for Jesus' burial. The disciples were focused on charity. Even caring for the needs of the poor can be a distraction when we stop getting ready for Jesus to die. And most of us, if we're honest, get distracted by things far less worthy than caring for the needs of the poor. Notice then how Jesus responds to this concern that the disciples have. Why not use this money for some good, as they put it? He says, why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you will always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Jesus praises what the woman has done because she is focused on this, that the time is at hand. Jesus is going to die. And in fact, he says that as she anoints him for burial, she bears witness to the gospel. For the gospel, the good news is nothing other than this, that Jesus is the one who dies. And everything else that we have in the gospels, everything else in the scriptures doesn't mean a whole lot if Jesus has not died for us. 
Lent is a season of prayer, fasting, and also almsgiving, which is caring for the poor. You and I, in fact, do well if we sell some of the things we have and give the money to the poor. And yet the goal of almsgiving is not to reduce poverty any more than the goal of fasting is to lose some weight. Rather, denying ourselves and seeing the needs of the poor, the goal is that our eyes would be fixed on Jesus. That we would, in fact, take them off all of these things and focus on him. That we would be getting ready for his death, for his gift to us of his death and the Lord's Supper. And then also that we would be prepared to celebrate the Feast of Easter knowing what it really means. That Christ has died for us. That he has taken all sin and death upon himself. And yet he has now risen from the dead and lives. And everything that we do during the season of Lent is to get ready for this. That this is where our attention would be. On Christ who dies for us. That in repentance and faith we would come to the Holy Week to Holy Thursday, to Holy Friday, to receive the gift of Christ's death for us on the cross, knowing that this is what changes everything. And we know this through, through the vision of the resurrection. The resurrection is not a different thing to Jesus' death, but it reveals what Jesus has done. If we just looked at the cross, we might think, well, that ended badly. But the resurrection says this very thing, Christ dead on the cross, that is his victory over sin, death, and the grave. And that is good news for you. Because when you look around, when you do live a life of repentance and prayer and fasting and almsgiving, you see just how bad off this world is, just how bad and broken and hurting your own life is and the lives of those around you. And so the good news is that Jesus isn't some pretty picture somewhere far off that has nothing to do with all of that. But Jesus is right here. He is the one who takes all of that pain, all of that sin, who takes all of your sins, all of the sins done against you, and he bears it with him to the cross. And you know that there at the cross, those things are defeated and destroyed forever. Because on the third day, Christ is risen. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.